Welcome to Books on Air, the podcast that you really don't want to miss. I'm Suzanne Harris, and today you're going to get a sneak peek behind the scenes at what it's like to be an author. You're going to hear the backstory behind the book, who or what inspires them, maybe even where their ideas come from, and who knows, you might even get an inside scoop on a new project. If you want to know more about them and their work, then we'll tell you where to find them on social media. Joining me today is Cynthia D'Angelo, and she is here to talk about her wonderful cookbook, Meals with Mish. Cindy, welcome. Hi, Susan. Thank you. I appreciate this time. Let's travel back in time, Cindy. I'm curious about how this cookbook really came to be. How, when, and why did you all of a sudden decide to write a cookbook? Uh, Susan, this is this cookbook is actually a reflection of my life as a single mom with my daughter. I'm a native of Chicago, and I came from a large family. There were seven of us siblings, and growing up, we had a lot of fun, and my mom would allow us to stir the batter for the cakes and to help her cook, and all along, as we were all fighting over the batter, she would give us little recipes to make on the side and to help mash, mash up the potatoes and things like that. Well, as a single mom, when I um, had gotten married in um, 1970, um, I had my daughter and my husband and I, after, you know, a few years, we decided that, um, you know, to break up our, we just, you know, it just happens. Um, We went on a different path. And so I never, um, I stayed single for 20 years after that. And I never had any more children, uh, Susan, which was unfortunate. But I wanted to... um, do something uh, that I remember growing up to create memories with my daughter. So what I decided to do was um, always take a recipe and and let's um, make something either for breakfast or lunch or dinner. And then because I did have six other siblings, we would invite one of her cousins over. So I would call, you know, whichever cousin it was, if it was, you know, cousin uh, Nicole or if it was her cousin Gina or Aunt Gina or whoever and we would um, make a recipe together and I would try to create a simple recipe for children growing up. So as this evolved I had taken all these recipes and decided since I only had one daughter um, I would like to leave something for her as a memory. And then I thought, well, you know what, maybe I'll do a cookbook and I'll put all the recipes and I'll put all of her cousins and aunts and nieces, nephews of mine, whoever helped create these recipes with her in one cookbook. So that's how it all, um, um, kind of, you know, resolved was, uh, all around this recipe and making sure that she had, uh, memories with her cousins and, um, it was kind of a fun thing to do. I love so that. That's how it evolved. I <laughs> love that story because you did something I think is really, really, really special. Not only 
have you created recipes that are child-friendly and parent-friendly, but you also created, in my mind, as you were talking about what you did, inviting a cousin over for dinner, for lunch, for whatever, for breakfast, and making the meal special. I just love the idea. Now, the cookbook itself is just terrific. I'm I'm afraid that I'm going to use so many superlatives as we're doing this interview that our our listeners are going, okay, okay. It starts with the cover. The cover is adorable. And Mish is short, your nickname for your daughter, who's named Michelle, right? Correct. Yes. I, yes. It took me a minute when I first saw the title. Yeah, I thought, what's I, a I Mish? Forgot <laughs> I forgot to tell you her name. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, Michelle, yeah. So where did the cover, how did you decide on that adorable cover? The the cover, um, it had to be something um, unique. And I actually, I couldn't um, pirate anybody else's cover, that's for sure. So I just, um, this took me over a year uh, to find a cover. I um, Someone actually did drew this cover and I bought it from them and it was just something that um, I thought was just kind of cool. I really liked the cover and I toyed with it and then I decided, um, yeah, I was going to purchase the cover and that became, you know, the cover and so I own the copyright to the cover. That's almost as if you could have drawn it yourself. That's what you would have drawn. Yes, yes. I mean, it's just so cute and Throughout the cookbook, I thought this was very interesting. Between recipes, you have caricatures of people. Who are those people? Those are her cousins and her aunts and uncles, everyone that helped prepare the recipe. So uh, when I associated the recipe with, you know, one of her cousins or one of her aunts, so each, I had taken a photo, we have photos, you know, family photos of everyone. And originally when I was going to do the uh, cookbook, I had sent the photos into the publisher and photos got blurry. And when they sent me a prototype, that just didn't work. Um, and so I had to ponder over what I was going to do about that. And then I met um, a woman by the name of Marlene Goodman, and she's in Wheeling, Illinois, and she does these characters. And she um, does them for famous people, and I met her at um, one of the, um, it was an event that she was holding, and I asked her if she would be interested um, to give me some samples if I gave her a few photos, if she could draw uh, you know, the, from the photos, if she can draw these actual characters for me. And she did. And I was like, if when you look at the photo of, say, um, Martina or Frankie or her friend Kelly, it is so true to life. She did such an excellent job. I was so pleased. She, it, it, it's just amazing. I wish I could actually put the photo next to her drawing. They're so cute. I mean, I as I looked through there, I thought, oh, these are so these are just so cute. I've never seen another cookbook that approached it like that. And I think that I really like 
the cousin idea and that these are people who were in your life and Mish's life at the time that you were doing these actual recipes. Now, where did these recipes come from? Did you make these up? Were these family recipes? A where did you get them? A lot of them, yeah, a lot of these recipes are very, very old recipes that were made up or they were family handed down from family, like my grandma, my great-grandma, my mom. Um, you will not find, I would say, these recipes in any other recipe book. Um, they were actually created throughout the through the years. Um, there may be um, recipes that um, people might be familiar with, but they are all unique recipes. And the names have just a little twist. They're they're very clever. You, did you come up with the names? Yeah, I did. I did come up with the names. I tried to put um, sometimes. When children were growing up, um, they used to, and, and today I still hear this, if they'll use the name Panacakes for pancakes. You know, so they'll be like, Mama, you're going to make pancakes today? So, you know, we have surprise pancakes, you know. And then um, when my, my sister he had created this blueberry recipe from scratch, um, my daughter used to call it, Booberry, booberry, you know, and so those are her booberry um, muffins, you know. So um, some of the recipes were actually um, made, the, the names were created from her growing up. Kid Talk. The recipes were, yep. came from Kid Talk. Exactly. I Kid love Talk. it. Yeah. Now, the recipes are not difficult. Do you really design these so that the kids could cook with you? I mean, to me, this is a cookbook for kids and even with kids. Am I on the right target with that? Yeah, honestly, um, I tried to make the recipe um, as simple and not as complex so that as a child, you want to steer your child into doing something independent. And I wanted to be sure that it's something that they could do on their own or with a little help from their parent, friend, or friend. So I did um, very carefully. It took me over a year to go through some of the recipes and to make sure that the directions and the ingredients were um, actually kept simple. So that we can have children um, do this on their own, maybe with their parents even watching. Oh, I think that's great. You know, I think especially right now with all of the, the terrible things that are going on in our world, to me, this would help mitigate some of the, the awfulness that goes on every day. I mean, there's so much contention around schools and sports, and there's just so much awful stuff going on. Being able to come home mm-hmm. to a refuge and pull out a cookbook, this cookbook, and bring your child into the kitchen, and you spend quality time with the child 
preparing a meal, let the child participate, whether it's breakfast, lunch, or dinner, whatever it is, and create that positive memory in that child in the midst of all of this turmoil and awfulness. This just, to me, is the perfect time for you to be here talking about this adorable, wonderful cookbook. Yeah, um, I appreciate that, Susan, and you are so right about that. It is one of the reasons that I actually tried to rush it out. Um, I wanted, um, as you know, the pandemic, this, this cook, the height of this cookbook is during the pandemic. And I thought that this would be, um, you know, my last words, this is something that is a labor of love and I want to bring back the family value. And as you said, the quality time with your children is uh, an important time. So if we were going to take anything positive out of the pandemic, I would say it brought back the family value. Let's bring back, let's all eat together, let's all cook together, let's all have fun together, and let's just create memories. Oh, I'm right there in that warm kitchen with you. I couldn't agree more. I think this is terrific. Now, there are seven different chapters in the cookbook, and I don't want to put you on the spot, but could we kind of talk about one of the favorite recipes in each one of these different chapters? Or sure. one, that, one that you sure. think is easy or one that you particularly like or one that your daughter particularly liked. What about breakfast? Okay. For breakfast, uh, French toast was always big. So what I decided to do at that time, um, and I used to add some orange juice to my French toast. And I wanted, I was trying to create a healthy type of breakfast or like, you know, maybe a healthier lunch. So when we talk about French toast, I added like the usual, you know, your eggs and your milk, and I made sure it was skim milk. But I also um, added just a quarter cup of orange juice and a little dash of cinnamon. So I would blend, just beat that together. And I felt it was a little healthier, and, but it gave it a, a, just a little different twist. Where most people were putting vanilla in their French toast, I put orange juice. I have to and tell then, you that that was the recipe that I picked out when I was looking at the, I was oh, looking fun, at the index. Fun, yeah. That's exactly fun. the recipe. It had my name written all over it. I read that and I thought my mouth started to water immediately. <laughs> yes. And in the recipe, which I we used Italian bread. I come from a, a big Italian family, so we had Italian bread all the time. But the Italian bread... Um, French toast is um, really, really a little bit more crunchier, and, and we, it's just one of our favorites, our family favorites. And what about orange butter? How did you make orange butter to go with that orange French toast? Again, um, okay, so when we use the regular butter, you know, I, I decided, you know, let's just try something different, Michelle. So we, we softened our butter, and I took that same orange because I would always make fresh orange juice and I took and I would take the fresh oranges and I took that same and then we grated the orange rind and um, I just add a little confection sugar and we just kind of worked with it and made it kind of creamy and that instead of uh, syrup we put the, our orange butter on our um, French toast. Yum. All right, let's move to lunch. Now, you don't call it lunch. You call it Lunchables. <laughs> the Lunchables. Um, the interesting thing about 
of where we came from. We came from an area where the kitty land over on Thatcher and First Avenue was something that was very, very popular years ago. And people came from all over to go to this kitty land. And it was like an adventure land. They had a lot of different rides for kids. It was the greatest thing. It was there for over 50 years. And when we would go, you know, we'd go and we would um, just get like one of their little hot dogs or something. So what I decided to do was um, create and prepare a recipe called the Kitty Land Stuffed Hot Diggity Dog. So, yeah, we just took these hot dogs and I made some um, mashed potatoes and we'd split the hot dog down the middle and we put the mashed potatoes and then we add like a little cheese. Sometimes we put bacon around it and then we just uh, put it in the oven or the broiler. And um, again, you know, I wanted to make sure that, you know, we had the meat, the potato. <laughs> I was always trying to think of something that was healthy. So um, we just didn't need a, a normal hot dog on a bun. Um, but we did our little kitty land stuffed hot diggity dogs, and it was an uh, exciting thing for the kids to do. You are so clever. All right, let's move to breads and muffins. When we um, talk about muffins, again, the most popular muffin is my Auntie Lori's blueberry muffin. <laughs> Michelle couldn't say blueberry at the time, so we said blueberry. And the muffin is uh, a homemade blueberry muffin. Very, very simple to make. And it was, um, it was, it's everyone's favorite, anybody that tries it. In fact, I had someone email me to say, we just tried the blueberry muffins. We love them. And I was very um, happy and excited to hear that. Uh, so it's a blueberry muffin with, again, homemade blueberries, um, you know, that you buy at the store, some fresh blueberries, not canned. And then you just follow the simple recipe of ingredients, mix it together, and we would just put it in um, little cupcake tins, and we'd have our hot blueberry muffins. Did you focus on fresh ingredients, Cindy? Yes. I honestly, I did focus on fresh ingredients. A lot of cooks talk about the importance of fresh ingredients, and you triggered that in my mind when you said fresh blueberries, not canned. So in any of the recipes... If the opportunity is there to get the fresh ingredient, that's what they really should use, right? Yes, yes. Okay. Yes. Some fresh ingredients. I mean, I don't buy frozen mashed potatoes, and it's always fun for the kids to, to mash potatoes. It's, it's always a fun thing. So I always try to make sure that my daughter was involved. Your kitchen sounds like it must have been such a happy, noisy place to be. It was a fun house. Um, I can tell you that my daughter's friends in the um, that she went to school with are still friends of hers today. So after all these years, she still kept in touch with everybody. But they always came to our house. They always came to our house. I can see why. I would, too. Yeah. I can see why. All right, let's <laughs> do din-din instead of dinner. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. So we did din-din because, um, you know, we created two. I think one of the, um, um, besides the tuna casserole, which is probably a staple in everyone's life, we had fun with these miniature pizzas. 
pizzas were fun because we used English muffins on our little pizzas. And my little, her cousin Johnny was, uh, was like one of his favorite. He just loved, loved, loved pizza. So we used our little English muffins and we took some tomato sauce. And I say tomato sauce, but a lot of times when I would make my homemade spaghetti sauce, I would just save some spaghetti sauce for our um, little miniature pizzas. So life is good with miniature pizza. And um, they're very simple with English um, muffins and a little sauce and mozzarella cheese. And if there was anything else that you want to put on it, um, any type of vegetable, you can do that as well. Uh, we just did uh, something simple. I didn't add, like, sometimes we threw in, like, some broccoli or, um, you know, anything that I could find in the refrigerator. We did do that. And there were, it's a 10-minute um, little, you know, din-din. <laughs> you know, you could sneak in almost any kind of vegetable, couldn't you? Yes, you can. Desserts, is there a favorite dessert? Yeah, now the favorite dessert is our chocolate crispy peanut butter balls. This is a very, very old recipe. It's one of the original recipes. Now today I see that there are variations of this recipe out there. I don't know how it got out there, but um, it's always a favorite no matter when we make it, no matter who um, samples it or wherever it goes. But it's a very simple recipe, and, you know, it calls for just butter and peanut butter and powdered sugar and Rice Krispies. And you just take that and you just melt that all together and you just work your little hands and you form it into a little ball. And then you're just going to dip it into some chocolate and let it cool. And I've got to tell you, it is just, um, I'd say that is out of this whole cookbook, that is one of the big favorites. Wow, that's, that's saying something. Now, you've got a chapter Chapter 6 is called Favorites. Does that have just a variety in it, or does it just have favorite yes, it dishes? Does. It does? Yeah, it's a variety of things. These are really unique recipes. I mean, people would make, um, you know, at home, they may make, I don't know, Knox blocks at one time were kind of popular where you'd take jello. And, um, but, I know that um, I created a chocolate Knox block, and it's just kind of a, a little square of gelatin from your box of Jello that is a real fun treat and very tasty. So on um, the favorites, those were just some favorites um, that, as you you know, you might be wanting to watch a catch a good Disney movie and you can make some little yogurt pops ahead of time or you can make some popcorn balls and they're all very easy uh, recipes especially the uh, marshmallow popcorn balls Uh, it's one of Marcello's favorite Uh, so we added uh, just some easy peasy recipes that are um, favorites Um, my little my niece which is Michelle's cousin Deanna just loves making little fudgesicles and you make little fudgesicles out of chocolate pudding. Well, you've got my mouth watering and me believing I could actually cook. So this has just been, this is so much fun to talk to you about this. Are there any tips that you want to give parents for cooking with children? The only tip um, just from creating this cookbook and, and what I learned is don't, 
as a parent, don't do it all. Let the kids actually lead the recipe. Let them get the, you know, I mean, let them put the ingredients into the bowl. Let them stir. Let them get the, prepare the muffin tin, whatever it is. Just, um, you know, try to kind of set, stand back and let the kids do it. It really gives them, um, oh, gosh, they feel so good about themselves. It boosts their self-esteem. They feel confident. They want to be a chef. They can call themselves, you know, little chef Michelle. And it's just, um, it's just a, it's just a great confidence booster. You know, I'm a former teacher and sitting here listening to you and thinking about the cookbook in general. If I were a parent who was homeschooling my child, I think I would add a cooking segment to my homeschool because you could get the kids involved directly with using math, and all of a sudden they would see how math really works in real life. Or Mm -hmm. science, you know, talking about the ingredients that you're combining. What happens when you combine these ingredients? What's, what's the outcome? What's, I mean, you could, you could really think about that in terms of what you're doing. You could even take some of the recipes that are from, um, like a different area. Like you talked about Kitty Land and you could find out about the area and find out about Kitty Land and sort of make it a geography lesson almost. I mean, it, mm-hmm. you could just be really, really, really creative with what you're doing. I know that we have people who are saying to themselves, okay, 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 quit talking. Tell me where I can get this cookbook. So let's do that. Let's tell them where they can buy the cookbook. It's on your Facebook page and let's give them that address. Yes. Um, Meals with Mish is the name of the cookbook and there's a face Facebook page created called meals with mish. There's also a button that you can order and there's an email on there. Um, if anyone would like to email me and I have autographed Susan, every cookbook that I have sent out. Um, usually the cookbook is going to a child. Some parent is buying it for, you know, a niece, a nephew, a son or daughter. And I would always like to know the name of the person the cookbook is going to so that we can actually autograph the cookbook before it goes out. So, again, um, any questions, I have an email out there called mealswithmish at gmail.com. And then there's a Facebook page called Meals with Mish. And there's actually um, another, a button that they can uh, pay uh, over the uh, Facebook page, which is a secure uh, payment kind of a button uh, that Facebook actually sets up. But if someone doesn't want to do that, they can always email me and we can actually um, maybe come up with another form of payment for them. Now, I want to say that Mish is spelled M-I-S-H just in case they're not sure how to spell it. So it's Meals with Mish, M-I-S-H. You know, this. it also occurs to me that if you've got a a student that you're sending off to college who may be living in an apartment or who may be moving out for the first time as a young professional, this cookbook would be ideal for them because the recipes are simple and they're quick and they're easy and 
it's not just for kids' kids. I mean, the recipes are great. They taste good. And why wouldn't somebody mm-hmm. want a cookbook that was easy? Mm-hmm. So that I made, agree. Yeah. And that's a good point. That made sense to me. You know, I always, whenever I do interviews, I always like to give the author a chance to have the last word about their book. Now, this book is its so clever. its The titles are wonderful. The idea of cooking with children is terrific. The recipes are fun and easy to do. When our listeners become cookbook buyers and they buy a copy of Meals with Mish and they use the recipes and they go through it and, and they look at all the cute caricatures of everybody and they, they close the cover. Is there something else that you would like for them to take away, Cindy, or is it enough that you've given them a special time with their child and a way that they can bond and create memories with that child that's a totally unique experience? Susan, this is truly a labor of love. The recipes have brought my family together. It brought family values and the quality time that we all spent is something um, that made memories. And I hope that anyone that buys the book um, finds that it does the same thing for them. I love it. I love the cookbook. I love your philosophy. I love what you've done with the recipes. Thank you. Thank you so much, Cindy, for coming on Books on Air and being our guest and sharing this with us. And I appreciate uh, the time that you've taken, Susan, um, and to recognize uh, the hard work that went into, into the book but um, it is something um, genuine, and it's actually something that was created from the heart. I love it that it's generational. I love it that these recipes came from your family, and it's generational. I mean, to me, that makes it even more special. Now, remember, you can find Meals with Mish by Cynthia D'Angelo, C-Y-N-T-H-I-A-D-E, capital A-N-G-E-L-O, on her Facebook page, Meals with Mish, M-I-S-H. You have been listening to Books on Air, the podcast brought to you on webtalkradio.net. You can also hear this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Stitcher. I'm Suzanne Harris, and I hope you'll join us for the next Books on Air, because remember, you never know who's going to be here, and you have no idea what we're going to be talking about. Thank you so very much for listening.